beautiful people. Today is actually Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. I know you're probably not listening on Thanksgiving Day, but hey, happy Thanksgiving anyway. Happy Thanksgiving. So, just disclaimer, for those of you watching uh, the video, you can see we are not at home. You can see we are moving down the road. Don't worry, we're safe. We have our seatbelts on and Grant is paying attention to the road. We hope. Always. Yeah. But every time we take a road trip, because obviously today we're headed to our first of two Thanksgivings, but every time we take a road trip, we say, why do we never bring the stuff to do a video while we're driving? Because we have great conversations while we drive. And so we told you on the last podcast that we were going to do one about celebrating 25 years of marriage. And so here we are. We uh, celebrated our 25th anniversary a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, something like that, beginning of the month. And uh, so we made it to silver. Yeah, we made it to silver. And it's not a... It's not like I'm I'm bragging and I'm being like, oh my gosh, I did something so great. But to me and to my wife, it is something that, you know, we should be proud of. I mean, think about it. Statistics say we should not be married 25 years. We both come from single parent homes. But guess what? Through all of the, for better word, blood, sweat, and tears... <laughs> the happy times, the bad times, the sad times, the mad times, we figured a way to make it the best of who we are and what we are and do this thing called marriage. I love being married. I love it. I can't, couldn't picture myself not being married. And then to look back and think 25 years, that is a long time. It's a day or two. It's a long time. But I love it. I love being married. I remember when we passed the year that um, we had been together on this earth more years than we had been apart, and that was cool. But the silver is definitely a cool milestone for us. And again, like he said, um, it's not that we're better than anybody else. It's just a personal victory for us because we successfully changed our family tree. Like he said, we both come from single parent households, and so for us, when and we first started dating, we sat on the tailgate of a truck in a church parking lot for hours and hours and hours talking about what we wanted our life together look, to look like. And we just decided it was do or die. And so here we are 25 years later, we, we still doing. We're still doing it. <laughs> and we're, we're, I'll just go and say it. We're happy. Yes. People say, well, I'm married. Well, I have a happy marriage. I am happy. I'm not just married. I'm not just doing this thing. I am happy being married. I love my wife. I couldn't imagine life without her. It's great. To me, it's good. We and, actually like each other. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. If you're out there and you've been married a year, two years, under five years, you're saying, when does it get good? Hold steady. Yeah. You got this. And I agree with you. If you've been married under five years, you are thinking that. When does this get good, okay? Uh, Guess what? It will get better, guys. Promise. Remember what you're doing. Let's think about something. When you put two people raised up 
in two different kinds of households with all different sets of rules and you put them in a room together, they're going to have to have a lot of conversations, a lot of working out things because when you agree on something, they don't agree on that. Guess what? That's how marriage is. you got to find that, for a better word, happy medium that, yeah. that well, this is, your way's good and my way's good. Let's put them together and make a way that's good for us together. Yes. And guess what? It works. It works. The way we do marriage may not work for you. That's okay. You can't do it like we do it. Yeah. Okay? And you might think, well, man, that's that's unorthodox. I don't understand how y'all do it. That's okay. That's fine, too. Find your way. Yeah. Find you guys' way how to do it. There, There is a way. Each one has a unique way to do it. Okay? And you find that you that sweet spot, for a better term, and you go with that. And 25 years later, you'll look back and say, man, those two old folks in that <laughs> video, they were right. It is good. But it, to me, marriage just keeps getting better and better. I didn't believe it. All the stories people say, oh, wait till you get married this long. It gets better. It gets sweeter. I'm like, how? It does, guys. It gets better. It gets sweeter. If you do it right, if you do it, right. it gets better as the years go by. Because we would not, neither one of us, you couldn't pay either one of us to go back to those first few years of marriage. So like he said, those of you that are in the, what I I don't think exists, honeymoon stage, you know, (laughs) I think people are full of mess because you take, like Grant said, two completely different people, raised completely different ways, and you try to put them in one house, there's going to be friction. But here's the deal, that's okay. Because you push through the friction, and what comes out on the other side is something beautiful. Now, like Grant said, not everybody's marriage is the same. So, we're just going to share some stuff from our heart on things that we feel like help make our marriage strong. If you're looking for any kind of advice, take the things that you like. And if, we, like he said, if we say something, you're like, that's ridiculous. Well, then throw it out. It's just like when women are pregnant. For some reason, when you're pregnant... And your belly's out there. Everybody knows you're pregnant. Everybody and their dog wants to give you unsolicited advice. And here's what I tell girls that are pregnant all the time. Listen, when those people come up and they give you all their advice, take the good and throw the rest over your shoulder and forget about it. So, again, there's all different kind of marriages out there. And you got to find what works for you. Um, I was reading, I just finished reading Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. And he was, at the end, he talks about his marriage. And he talks about how when two people come together and they have God in their marriage, both of those people, because they found the right person and because they have God in the center of their marriage, they both become better versions of themselves. They don't change for the other person. You're not completed by the other person. You're already a complete person. But both of you will... When you marry the right person and you work at your marriage to make it work and you have God at the center of your marriage, you will become a better version of yourself than you were without that person. And I fully, fully believe that. I think she said, I'm going to say, I'm going to start from the beginning here. She said this a while ago about we sat in the church parking lot before we were married and had some conversations, right? Here's the thing. I think one of the number one things to me when I was looking for someone, I wasn't just looking for a wife. Man, understand what I'm saying. 
I wanted a friend. I wanted a friend. Somebody that I could do life with and no matter what came up, what came around, they were going to stick by me. And to find that person, you have to have a lot of conversations. You got to have a lot of things, draw lines in the sand. This is, I'm good with this. I'm not good with this. We can go this far. We're not going to go this far. And we sat in the back of a truck mm -hmm. and we drew some lines in the sand. Yep. What we want, what we don't want. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Now, don't get me wrong. Once again, I told you, once you start this phase, you know, one, two years, three years, four years, five years of marriage, whatever long it takes you to find that sweet spot, it's going to be a little tug of war. There's going to be a tug of war there. That's okay. That's fine. Right? But I'm telling you, once you find, and I'm not, I know this is like cliche saying, but I truly found my best friend. I know people say it a lot, but I'm being serious. I found my best friend. When I'm at my worst, she's there. Yep. When I'm at my best, she's there. Yep. It doesn't matter what I walk through. Guess what? I can always look beside me, and she's there. I think the Bible says it best, which I, I don't like to. I know she's my wife, but I'd rather use this. She is my helpmate. My helpmate, and I'm her helpmate. We're there for each other, to help each other. That's the point of it all. And so, my, to me, that may not be the most important, but that's one of the most important things. You need to find you a best friend, a helpmate, that no matter what life brings, they're going to be right there at the end. You can look over 100%. and they're there. 100%. That's important to me. 100%. Very important. So, let's just, so, most, some people, not everybody, some people get married and decide not to ever have kids, but some people, they get married, they have kids. Here we go with a whole nother issue, like you're going along, you're figuring out how to do this, and then comes this thing that overtakes all your time, all your money, all your energy, but here's the thing about kids, and again, there's going to be some people, sorry, all my phone is slipping. Um, there's going to be some people that don't agree with us, and that is okay. Your kids do not come first. Your spouse always comes first. Now, hear me when I'm saying that. I'm not saying, oh, well, my husband wants to go to the movies and my kid has a play. I'm going to miss my play and go with my... No, 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 no. I'm saying you have to keep maintaining that relationship with your spouse. You cannot sacrifice the relationship for your with your spouse for your kid's sake. Because guys, if you put, let's say, okay, you that little bundle of joy comes and they're here for the next 18 years minimum, okay? So if you spend 18 years putting all of your efforts into that child and not your spouse, when that 18 years, 20 years, whatever it is when they leave home, when that year comes and they leave, you're going to look at your spouse and be like, who are you and what are we supposed to do? For a better word, they'll be a roommate. That's it. 100%. They'll be a roommate. That's it. So yeah, and here's the deal. If your marriage is good, y'all are better parents. Your kids will see you as a unified team. Your kids will understand. How you, and here's another thing that you're forgetting. It's your job to teach your children 
what a successful marriage looks like. And I can honestly say, and none of this comes from a place of look at us and look what we did. That is not Grant and I. Anybody who knows us knows that. But I feel like that that's one thing we've accomplished. We've shown our children what a good, healthy marriage looks like. And now we have bonus kids and we're showing them what a good, healthy marriage looks like. That's important. And so when you're in the throes of raising kids and life is busy, don't forget to date your spouse. Now here's the deal. Some of y'all are sitting there going, um, I'm in the middle of raising kids. I'm a broke joker. Fantastic. Been there, done that. Here's the deal. You know what our date nights were when we were raising kids and some broke jokers? Our date nights were when our kids stayed the night with grandma and we went grocery shopping. Not even kidding. Grocery shopping and then Applebee's had half price appetizers after 9 o'clock. So we would drive to the super center, 30 miles from our house, because that back in the day, y'all, we're so old that we remember when not every Walmart was a super center, True okay? Whoa, story. I know, blew your mind. Yeah. They didn't all used to be super centers, y'all. Get little babies. But, <laughs> so we would drive 30 minutes to the super center, because they were open 24 hours. Remember those days? Yeah, that was crazy. Anyway, um, we'd go grocery shopping, and we'd kill time until after 9 o'clock. And 9 o'clock, we would go to Applebee's because they had half-priced appetizers, and we would order a couple of appetizers and split them. That was a cheap date, but we had a good time. Sometimes we splurged. Y'all remember the $5 DVD bins that you could dig through and find your favorite movie? We'd find a $5 DVD, and we'd go home, and we'd watch a movie, and there was no kids at home. That was our date night when we were broke and raising kids, but guess what? We've been married 25 years and we still remember those nights. You can have any kind of date night you want. I just want you to focus on your spouse and enjoy time with them. When we first made a move to Texas, we had zero money because we used every dime we had to move. We still needed our date nights. So you know what we did? We went and walked the neighborhood at night and talked and just enjoyed spending time together. It does not take money to make a marriage work, y'all. It doesn't. You got anything to say about yeah, that? Okay, good. <laughs> Date your spouse. She said it. I can't I can't add anything to that. Just what she said, do it. It's worth it. You can do it on a budget or not a budget. It, there's free things to do. Anyway, you have to continue to what you're doing when you when you do when you date your spouse, you're building your relationship. You're making it stronger. And I don't mean to bring I, I mean to bring this up. I mean to. When you are a when you're a new Christian, you don't know you don't know everything that is known about Jesus. And you don't even know Jesus real good. You just know, hey, I said a prayer and I'm gonna and, Hopefully, he's going to be with me in my heart. I'm going to do this thing. Every day, you do things to build that relationship. Every day in your marriage, you do something to get closer to that person that you love, to learn more about them that maybe you did not know. It's a growing thing, guys. Look, I know Tina. I've been married her 25 years. I know her better than anybody in this planet. I know what makes her mad. 
I know what makes her sad. I know what makes her happy. I know those things. When I go places, I can order her food. And there's things that I do that guys, I'm going to talk to you guys for a minute, that I think it's important. No, I'm not being a male chauvinist like I'm strong. I'm doing that because I love the queen that I have. <laughs> she does whatever I allow her to do at home. If I don't want her to do it, I do it. Can she get her own things? You bet she can. Could she air her own tires up? You bet she can. Could she change a flat tire in a heartbeat? Can she go get her own gas? You bet. But guess what? If I'm there, she's not doing that. And not that she's unable to do that. Incapable. I'm going to do that. Because I want to. That's what I've built. We said all the time, she always tells me, well, you created this. You're right, I did. I created it. If we're at home and she needs a drink, she just has to give me that look and tell me, hey, I would like a drink. You bet. And she's a person that you don't give her a drink without ice. <laughs> she has to have ice. Lots See, ice. I'm telling you, not everybody's the same. But I make sure that I've created something like that because that's what I want. I want her to know I can ask this man to do anything and he'll do anything. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. 100%. We built that. And so, like I said, guys, this doesn't happen overnight. I think this no. is what frustrates couples. This is what makes young couples upset. And this is what makes marriages not last. They see what maybe their parents have or their grandparents have, and they want it. Yeah. That's impossible. That, I, uh, that's impossible. I heard somebody talking the other day, and they're in the younger years of their marriage, obviously. And they were talking specifically to guys. And, well, they were talking to both because they said, you know, women, we cannot read your minds. You have to tell us what you want. And I and I was listening to him and I was smiling because he's not wrong. You can't read minds. But I will tell you, if you work at this and you invest in one another and you truly get to know one another and you lay yourself aside and you just... Pursue daily pursue your spouse when you're old like us and you've reached that silver milestone you can almost read your spouse's mind because we can be places and I don't even have to say anything and Grant knows exactly what I'm thinking and vice versa but it's because we know each other we've pursued each other and while we're talking about those early years and, and the frustrations, and again, some of you ladies, you have tons of girlfriends. Some of you guys, you have tons of guy friends. If that works for you and it does not cause stress on your marriage, that's fine. Do Grant and I have friends? Yes. Do Grant and I have a huge circle of friends? No. Do Grant and I have lots of single friends that we go with or just girlfriends or guy friends that we go with? No. Because if Grant and I have extra time, we want to be together. And you can say, well, that's odd. Okay, well, that's what works for us. If, if 
he has a day off and I have a day off, we're going to do something together. Now, for those of you that have all the girlfriends and the guy friends, here's one word of caution. When your spouse is driving you crazy, do not badmouth your spouse to those people. Because not everybody, despite what you think, wants you to succeed. Some people will jump on that bandwagon and be like, yeah, I can't believe he did that. Rather than be like, okay, well, everybody has a bad day and blah, 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 blah. There will be people that just jump on the negative bandwagon and you don't need that. And guys, marriage is hard enough as it is. You don't need someone in your ear amplifying the negative. We've had people try to put wedges in between us. But people don't know us very well. We are literally... We're a package deal. And so, the, the way that we communicate and know each other at home comes out in public. And men, I'm going to tell you... <coughs> Your wife carries herself differently when you love her well. I have heard men speak so hateful and ugly to their wives. And I'm thinking, that is your queen you're talking to. But they have not put her in that place. They don't speak to her that way. I'm telling you right now, men, if you want your lady to leave the house and be thinking about you, her like a queen because a woman that is loved well will carry herself differently she's confident she's capable and here's another thing gentlemen if y'all are the jealous type with y'all there's no room in marriage for jealousy it's, it's just a waste of energy because if you guys are in a good place I mean, here's the deal. If your spouse is attractive and someone looks at them, it's a compliment to you. Your spouse isn't going home with that person. Your spouse is going home with you. And so, like, for me, if a guy compliments me or a guy looks at me or something, like, like let's say there's a compliment. <coughs> Sorry. Those compliments do not attach themselves to me because I hear those things all the time from my husband and so a lady that is not loved well and is not um, supported by her husband and complimented by her husband and built up by her husband if she's out and about and another man makes a compliment it might take root in her more so than a woman that is loved well because she is not receiving that kind of encouragement and support at home so gentlemen that's important because I promise you, if anybody ever, if a, if a male ever compliments me on anything, my immediate thought in my head is like, well, yeah, I know that. My husband tells me all the time. Now, I'm not going to say that to the person. I mean, unless they're a jack wagon, then I might. But I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. My mind is laser focused on my husband. I'm not worried about what any other guy is doing, saying, whatever. Because I am treated well at home I can't add anything to that <laughs> I, I, I really can't but let's talk about another thing let's talk about the 50-50 50-50 rule okay 
marriage is not 50-50. If, if, if you think marriage is 50-50, I'm not being ugly, it won't last. It won't last for you. Marriage is 100 to 100. Now, hear me out. Why is that? Why am I saying that? Here's why I'm saying it. When I'm not giving 100%, when I'm only giving 80, your spouse can be the one to take up that 20 you're not giving and put into that, and that way it's 100%. You get what I'm saying? So when I'm weak in an area, when I'm having... When I'm having a, for a better term, not good days, she's going to step up and say, okay, we got this together. Vice versa. When she's not having her best days, I can take that up and say, no, I got this. It's okay. And I'll carry the relationship. She'll carry the relationship. It's 100% to 100%. It's got to be that way. Guys, I, I know all of our life we've heard it. Well, marriage is 50-50. I'm not a math genius at all by no means, but that doesn't even add up. That doesn't, because that means, that means your marriage. You're only giving half only effort. Only ha half effort, that's it. And you got to be given everything you got. Look, when you say, and this is to guys and gals, when you say I do to that person, to me, you're saying I do anything and everything possible to make this work and to live my life for you. That's I'm good. living it for you. So many times we get married for a status quo. I'm going to get married because everybody gets married, right? Yeah. I got married because I actually fell in love with somebody. And I wanted to be with them all the time. You know what the funniest thing is? I get made fun of as a guy. Because she's right. When she goes to Walmart, I want to go to Walmart with her. When she goes to the store and doesn't need me to go, I'm going to go with her. That's, that's true facts. When she calls me and I'm working out at the gym and I call her and say, I'm leaving the gym. You need something before I go home? She'll say, well, I don't have any lunch. You know what I do? I get on that little motorcycle. I go buy her some lunch, bring it to the school and hand it to her. I want to be wherever she's at at all times. Any free time? I'm not playing video games, guys. I ain't got time for video games. Sorry. I want to be with her. I'm not. If you play, I'm not. Shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. You play video <laughs> games. I don't care. That was what I thought in my head. I don't play. I don't play video games. I want to be with her. You know what? And couples, what happens is that trickles down to your kids. They see it. They notice it, and they start talking about it. The best example I can give you on that is, what I was going to say is, have fun together. Have fun together. And then, when you have the money and you're able to, sometimes y'all need to get away. You need to get away as a couple, whether it be your anniversary or Valentine's Day, or you just haven't had time together in a while. And you need to leave your home, get a motel, get a B&B, whatever you need to do. But y'all get away. And you know who stays at home when you get away? Them little minions that suck all your time, energy, and money. They don't get to go on mom and dad getaways. The funniest part about this is anytime Grant and I are financially able to go out, go for our anniversary, we go. And 
our kids knew that was you're staying with grandma you're not going with us we're celebrating us not y'all y'all get celebrated every day yeah and so what's funny is as our kids got older i remember they came home one day and they're like oh yeah so-and-so's parents they went on an anniversary trip and i'll never forget and our son looked at us and he goes but it was weird they, they took their kids and so we set that example and that precedent you leave them little minions with grandma with a friend whoever and go have time together with just the two of you and don't ever lose those opportunities to have fun together whatever y'all's thing is if y'all like to ride bikes if you like to hike if y'all like to go antiquing if you like to go watch movies whatever your deal is that you guys enjoy doing do that minimum once a month and again it doesn't have to be anything that's costly for those of you that are in the throes of raising kids and all your money is going to them little minions find a way to have fun together I think that little saying when we were kids growing up they said first comes love then comes marriage and then the baby in a baby carriage right I'm not going to jump on that but I think that one of the most important things that we've done as a couple and I, I said one of the most important things we've done a, to me we've done a ton of things that are important one of the most important things is we've set our priorities in order yep. in our marriage when we got married we vowed to love each other no matter what and I know I'm, I'm saying cliche things that people always say. In our marriage, we really, really, really follow that guideline. Trust me, I've been, in our marriage, I've been pretty crappy sometimes. I'm not going to lie, I have been. Me but as Tina threw me away and said, forget about this mess. No, 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 no. no. She flooded me through the crap. Yeah. And yeah, I said crap. I don't care. It's my oh, podcast. Yeah. But and she's we- loved me through it all. And we've walked through hell and crap together. Yeah, we have. And we're still not done walking through hell and crap. But here we are. You know what the deal is? We're still walking. And we're still walking together. Yeah, man, your your priority is your bride, is your wife, is your best friend, is your queen. That is your number one. Let me say it louder. That is your number one priority. Now, I'm going to hurt somebody on this one. Your job is not your priority. Your job is what funds and what pays bills. Your job is not number one. I'm a worker. I love working. I love working. But if I had a panel of my bosses that I've had over the years, a panel of them, They could each tell you I've had conversations with them. And they would say, this man will walk away for his family. 100%. And he has. And I have. He has. When the money was great, I'd walk away. Yep. When the money wasn't great, I'd walk away. Yep. I'm telling you, there's things more important than a dollar bill to me. I'm telling you guys, your priorities got to be right going into marriage. Is money important? You bet money's important. It pays the bills. It lets you do things. But it's not, it is not the most important thing. And if any job in any line of work starts to be a detriment to your 
marriage to your family, that's when it's time to walk away. Yes, it is. I can I can think of two specific times. One years and years ago when our kids were little that our marriage was suffering, our kids were suffering because Grant was gone so much. He was making great money. But it was not worth it because we were not seeing him as much as we needed to see him. And he walked away. And then within the last year, Grant walked away from another position that was toxic and was causing issues. And it's just not worth it, y'all. You need your... Here's, and here's what I... I literally just had this conversation with somebody a week ago. Because they were stressing out because they took some time off to go to their kids' function. Here's the deal, y'all. If you get ran over by a bus today, your job, y'all, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a if it's a regular job, if it's a non-for-profit organization, if it's some kind of um, philanthropy work. I don't care what it is. They're going to be looking to replace you and post your position within two weeks. Do you think your spouse or your kids are going to be okay in two weeks and be like, well, they're gone. Do, do you really believe that? No. Then make your family the priority. I'm going to say something real serious here. Very serious. Because I don't know who's watching this, but I feel like I need to say this. If you're out there and you're at a place that you feel like you don't know what to do and you feel like you're going to give up. You don't feel like it's worth being married. You don't know if you can go another day. Listen to what I'm saying because I've been a part of it. If you have children involved, <laughs> I'm a child of parents that gave up okay and I mean give up like now if there's things going on like abuse and stuff yeah you gotta go but if it's just I don't know if I can get along with this person or arguing too much and there's you know there's stuff like that going on listen to me go back go back in time go back in time and remember why you fell in love with that person you're with go back and say why did I say yes why what is my reasoning that I married this person find it figure out what it is there you can make it work don't give up so easy find help get a counselor get someone to walk you through this message us yeah we'll message us I promise I will because there's nothing uh, now I mean like I said there's there is circumstances where you can't help it yeah. and I don't mean those if there's abuse or or Adultery going on. No, Peace not, out, homeless. I get it. I get it. But other reasonings that you know that may we we you can you can work it out. Maybe step over it. Do it. Do it. Now I will say, if you're in the midst of all that, and like he said, we're arguing every day and we can't get along, y'all. There will be some well-intentioned people that will give you. And I'm sorry if you agree with this advice, but to me, it's crap advice. That whole don't go to bed angry. Listen, y'all. When we're mad, 
especially this one right here. When I am upset, I will get super hateful and super ugly if we continue a conversation that's going nowhere. Sometimes the best thing to do is to go to bed. Go to sleep, get a good night's rest, and continue the conversation when you're level-headed. And so for those of you listening to Great Aunt Sue saying, don't ever go to bed angry. Well, sometimes it's better to go to bed angry than to say something that's hurtful. So just a little tidbit. Anyway, <laughs> the thing I was saying, I, I didn't want to bring it down, but I just want to make sure you understand that whatever, no matter where you're at, if there's a way you can make it work, try to reach out and make it work. I promise you, you won't regret it. You'll look back years later and say, man, I'm glad I did this for my kids. Yeah. If not anybody, that's my kids. They'll thank you for it. I promise. And you may have, you, you will look back also and be like, man, I didn't think we'd ever have a marriage like this. Right. True but story. you do it and you make it. Oh. I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. We went around a curve. I was afraid the phone was about <laughs> to fall. I was like, ah! So, um, that gummy. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes there's so much that's going on. And if you address it face to face, it may not go well. Guess what? There's nothing wrong with sitting down and writing your spouse a letter. I've done it. She has done it. Because sometimes things are so contentious that if you talk about it, it's not going to go well. And so sit down, write down what you're feeling. But the thing is, you have to communicate. Don't sit there and be miserable and expect your spouse just to fix it. Sometimes you have to say, listen, I'm, I'm not loving where we are right now. And I don't feel like I can continue like this. And y'all have to communicate. And communication has to go both ways. You both have to listen to understand, not listen to respond. And see what you can do to fix it. What else? Uh, no, I don't know. I... We got taco stuff. What else? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if you're not on TikTok, you're like, I don't know what she's talking about. Anyway, it's fine. It's all fine. I just love being married. I'm... There you go. When I first started, I didn't like it. But <laughs> 25 because years you have this, you have this facade of what it's going to be like. You know, you watch all the movies and it's all going to be rainbows and sunshine and then you get in there and it's like UFC fighting so there's that but you just here's the deal you gotta you gotta figure out what your path is and it's okay if it doesn't look like someone else's there are people that are very happily married that I look at them I'm like there is no way I could operate like that Guess what? It doesn't matter I'm that I couldn't them. operate like that. I'm not in their marriage. I'm in my marriage. Mm -hmm. So find what works for y'all. And just take on the attitude that it's the two of you against the world. Because it basically is. And be willing to work, work, work. Because it is work. Marriage is work. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes... A little bit of patience. A whole lot of patience. Um, anything you can think of, marriage takes that. It takes all of the ingredients. I'm telling you guys, but at the end of the day, when you
you lay your head down at night and you know you've done everything to make your relationship stronger, you'll look back one day and say, man, I actually have a pretty good marriage. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we celebrated our silver anniversary with a big trip. We had a great time. And I, I remember specifically one day on the trip, I literally looked at him and I said, this ain't too shabby from two kids that started out in little bitty town in Oklahoma that didn't have anything. Two kids started out with nothing. And here we are 25 years later. I'm done when I say this. You'll have a lot of people when you get married, a lot of doubters. A lot of people may say, well, I ain't going to work. Blah, blah, blah. This and this and this. Guess what? They're not marrying you. Nope. You're marrying this one. And all that matters is what they say. That's right. And we say, we're doing it. Yep. And guess what? Yep. We did it. So, to all the haters, to all the people said they can't do it, we did it. Yeah, We're going to continue to do it. Yeah, we are. We're going to fight for this. It's important. It's important to us. Yep. It's very important to us. And our kids know it. Yep. Our family knows it. Yep. The people that are our friends, they know it. Yep. And if you don't know it, you're not paying attention to us. <laughs> we make it pretty loud and pretty clear. Yep. Barn crew's the best crew. We believe in. We believe in good marriages. We believe in good marriages. And remember, you're not just fighting for your marriage for yourself. No. You're fighting for your marriage for your kids. And then, fun fact, there is some young lady, some young man that doesn't have an example of a good marriage that's watching you. There's some young couple that's watching you and learning as you're learning. And so we're all in it to win it. Let's do this. He said he was done. He's yeah. going to say something else. He's a dirty liar. No, one more thing for real. <laughs> one more thing. Why didn't mention this? God has that person for oh, yeah. you, just for you. And I mean, and, and I couldn't, I, I don't mean to say, I'm not bragging again, but I am bragging. My wife fits in my piece of the puzzle so perfect, like she was handcrafted just for me. And I can't even make this up. She is so right for me, like, where I'm not qualified, where I'm insufficient, she's just there, perfect for that spot. And I mean, where I'm not good at something, she's a master at it. It's so perfect, and I can't even describe it. It had to be a God thing. It had to be a God thing. And so, if you get discouraged, don't be discouraged. Don't get in a hurry and quit looking. Don't get in a hurry and quit looking. Because right around that next bend, God's got that woman you've always wanted and that man you've always wanted they're right there just handpicked just for you it's true it's true and it works both ways i'll tell you one story about our trip and then we'll be done we um were 
us were sitting by a pool, relaxing. And those of you that don't have tattoos, you probably think I'm crazy for saying this, but you forget they're there. You, you forget <laughs> you have the tattoos. And I know you're like, no, you don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. And so we're both chilling at a pool and we both have our arms up like this and we're just chilling. <laughs> And we, we have, for those of you not watching on a video, we have matching tattoos. And it's the coordinates of a little bitty, less than thousand square foot, little A-frame house that was thrown up way back in the 50s. That's where we raised our kids. And we put the um, coordinates on our arm because we wanna say, don't ever forget where you came from. And a lady walked by and she goes, oh my goodness, you have matching tattoos. We didn't even realize that you could see our arms. We didn't, we didn't, we were like, what is she talking about? She goes, and so she, and the whole reason we got the tattoos is because we always tell people, don't forget where you came from. So for us, yes, 25 years later, we have a great marriage, mm -hmm. but we remember the struggle. We still struggle. But we struggle together and so it's your job to go encourage someone else to have that good marriage that you have and to help them and walk through it with them and so that's our heart today so you got anything else no i'm, I'm good I'm, right. I'm very good it was a good talk you guys enjoy family time in this season starting today from now till the first of the year <coughs> Enjoy that family time. Don't get stressed out. If Aunt Susie drives you crazy, just laugh and move on and still enjoy your family time. That's right. But we love you guys, and uh, hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.